Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcasts at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. This is Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello. This is episode 141. What title are we going with this time, Mush? Um, we're going with the X-Files, the title that we'd planned a long time ago because we were expecting to see some X-Players. But X's, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, out, they're out there somewhere. <laughs> I like just that. Just to out, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a week of X's, and that's what it was planned. Vestergaard, Bertrand, and um, Adam Lallana, but none of them actually played. But I mean, I love the X Files so much. I wanted to use it anyway, so I don't care. Um, support for in that number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They've just launched their fourth generation trimmer. 
the Lawnmower 4.0. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And don't forget with Christmas just around the corner, um, it's a great time to make a purchase. For all our listeners, we have a special exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at Manscaped.com. Uh, okay then, Kevin, today... We have to go over both games from the week. Wednesday night's points against Leicester City and Saturday's points lost uh, against Brighton. We also have the results of our goal and player of the month for November. And we bring in Tim to cheer us up and prepare us for our trip to the capital where we face Arsenal at the Emirates. Kevin, uh, two points, one deserved uh, and one that we're happy with, I guess, and the other not so much. Yeah, yes, it's tough to take really, isn't it? I think we said the target was four points and coming off the back of that Leicester draw that we kind of just scraped through despite again being ahead twice and uh, throwing it away, it felt more of a victory than uh, yesterday's result, which was uh, a little more difficult to take. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Leicester one, we weren't really expecting that. I mean, you would have bitten your arm off for a point against Leicester. But a snaps. Trossard's arm off for a, <laughs> a point against Brighton as well. Yeah. Um, but no, well, I mean, before the game, I mean, we, we, a point was probably what I, well, I mean, it is, it's what we all predicted. Well, actually, you didn't, but, uh, you know, mm. the, the circumstances of the game, we should have won the game. We should have won the game. We should have, should have seen the game out. Uh, lots of, of discussions on that and, you know, where the, you know, where we would point the, the blame at, but, more of that in a bit. But before we get into it, Kevin, how are you? Um, how's how's it going this week? Yeah, fine. You know, the usual. No news is uh, good news, I suppose. Uh, nice covering of snow outside. Winter's definitely here in Moscow. Winter is coming. Yeah, that's all right. Mm. How about you? Uh, I've been off this week. I've been off of, um, off of work. Uh, just the calm before the storm, if you will, because, you know, festive season is upon us and I'm just going to be non-stop now to the new year so uh yeah I had a nice week off and two games to to, to go over and stuff so yeah it was um it was pleasant mm. oh, uh news but before we get into the news buy me a coffee uh if you appreciate what we do uh, and, and you like us <laughs> and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number or if you like us a lot then, you know, our membership is now live. So just a little nudge in that direction, Kevin. Um, our tiers for beers. Yeah, three tiers. We've got the Swift Half tier at five a month, Juice uh, Point tier at ten a month, and uh, Get Around in for 20 a month. And there's lots of uh, tasty little benefits uh, to, to tempt you there. Yes. Uh, right now then, uh, ITN News. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, then ITN news. We will start with some news that Ralph is celebrating three years in charge today. I I mean, I say celebrating. He's probably not in a celebrating mood today, given what happened yesterday. But um, he's actually the longest serving manager since Chris Nickel, Kevin. That's a long, long time ago. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I can remember (laughs) that far back. Yeah, exactly. That's how long ago it was, and we're we're old now. So yeah, do we say congratulations? I suppose we do. Well done, Ralph. Um, 
still happy. Still happy, you're here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I know a lot of other fans aren't, but I'm definitely happy that Rams here. Uh, but unfortunately, that uh, three-year anniversary uh, is quite often publicised in certain media outlets with uh, the statistic of how many points we've lost from winning positions in those three years, which I think is a bit unfair. Always, always happens. Yeah, 71 actually. If you, if you, if you're wondering. <laughs> um, yeah, which is which is a lot, but you know Ralph's style of play and the uh, the way that we set out to press and attack well, right from the beginning of the match means that our players quite often um, get tired or just get worked out uh, in the second half. And yeah, we do lose them, but you know I think if we compare the number of winning positions that we've had, the number of goals that we scored in the, in the first half, um, or even just you know a points average. I think um, Ralph looks like a lot better manager than when <laughs> you focus on the negatives like that. And especially I mean, when you're coming off the back of a Mark Hughes appointment and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I always think about Ralph. I mean, do you think he's more of a glass half full or a glass half empty sort of person? Um, I don't think it really matters. I, I think... to throw away the second half too, too often. <laughs> Definitely half half full, I would say. But um, I, I think this just comes that he needs a better coaching staff around him. I, I mean, I'm not having a dig at the coaching staff, but maybe Ralph just needs to to, to listen to them a bit, little bit more. And he needs to have that plan B because we've said so many times before that we. I mean, how many times have we started games so well? And like you mentioned just then, the the, the you know the high press, the high octane um that we have to start games, it just, you know, they, they they seem to tire a second half. I mean, I don't know what he's saying to them at halftime. He probably just leaves them. He probably doesn't say anything to them. He just lets them go. And, and the other other teams know, know how, to, how to beat us. We just become so easy in second half situations. But overall, three years, I'm, I'm still happy he's here. And let's face it, he's st- we're still Premier League for now. Yeah, that's got, definitely got to be the primary objective. I would say one other thing that with a little bit more investment and slightly better players, um, if he had more options to bring on, maybe he'd, he would make uh, some earlier substitutions. Yeah, absolutely. And if we still had Danny Ings or if um, Adam Armstrong was was a natural goal scorer that we thought he was going to be, then, yeah, then we'd have those goals and we would, you know, see games out from, from when we we're 1-0 up to maybe doubling the lead and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. But... Anyway, three years to Ralph. Uh, congratulations. Um, injury news then. We know that Jan Bednarik picked up an injury on Wednesday night, uh, which kept him out of the Brighton game. It's a calf injury. Um, it will probably keep him out for a couple of weeks. He'll be out for the Arsenal game for sure, which is a problem because, I mean, Alex McCarthy also picked up an injury yesterday, which led Ralph to make that damning comment about his professionalism. Um, you know, he he said he would have replaced him with Harry Lewis had he known the extent of the injury. And he, but Kevin, he completely slammed him. He threw him under the bus. Whatever metaphor you wanna you wanna use. I mean, he must have known some extent because Lianco was taking goal kicks for him. Um, and I mean, I, I will will you know quote Ralph here. He said Alex needs to be more professional there. This is for me not acceptable. Where do you sit on this on this bit of news after the game, Kevin? Goodness me, I mean, it's fucking bizarre, isn't it? I mean, you think, I mean, I, I do lay some, some, most of the blame at Maka if he was injured and, you know, he wasn't able to perform his duties as goalkeeper, then of course he should be putting his hand up and uh, saying, look, I can't play on, uh, rather than 
letting outfield players sort of deputise from him in goal, that's that's not a way forward at all. But yeah, I think questions have to be asked of, of Ralph, how he didn't spot it um, and how he wasn't proactive in using that, that sub that was there. And surely you want any opportunity to slow the game down, um, bring in off your goalkeeper, that's going <clears> to <throat> uh, definitely slow things down. Yeah, it's just a weird situation all around. More on that in a bit. Uh, but more news then, Kevin. There's more news on a takeover this week. We've heard uh, Dan Sheldon's come out and said that the two parties that you know are interested were already interested. They you know they already had some time spent looking at the club. Um, well, I just hope it wasn't. They weren't looking at it yesterday. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know who these parties are, and I've heard a lot of rumours flying around. Um, yeah, have you got any idea who, who it could be? Mike Ashley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got some spare cash knocking around. So we're going to be Sports Direct <laughs> FC. I mean, it's it's either that or the, the whole Red Bull Hampshire thing. I'm not um, having that. No, no, it wouldn't be very. I mean, I don't know. You don't know how it would work in England because I mean they haven't really they haven't got a team in England and they they won't be able to rebrand the club. I fucking hope not. That's my that's my main concern. Nah, that's not going to happen. I mean, the it's it's not it hasn't happened. I mean, once the that MK Dons deal went through, um, I, I think you know that's maybe the one and only time that we're gonna see a club be destroyed like that. They tried it at Hull City, didn't they, to, to rename them Hull City Tigers, mm. and the, the pushback was, was so hard. I just think it would be, you know, we'll have them as sponsors, and I mean, it's all theoretical, right, because we don't know if there's any truth in it, but um, it would be part of the Red Bull setup. We'll get players from Europe through the Red Bull setup. I think it, potentially it could be um, could be quite interesting. Um, I heard somebody else mentioning, was it Jack Ma, the Alibaba guy? You know, another Chinese billionaire. I mean, if it's a choice between them two, I don't know, I think I'll probably go with the Red Bull one. I think I'll keep it as we got, to be honest. I do not want that Red Bull. I don't want it. Even as a sponsor? A sponsor might be okay. Well, it's better than sports bet. That's all it amounts to, amounts to right? That it's um, investment into the club. Mm, sport, sports bet, St Mary's Stadium. Yeah. Or yeah, Red, um, Red Bull St Mary's. I don't know. It's Red, Red Bull Arena. Yeah, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having it. Kevin, FA Cup third round is uh, the draw is upon us. It's Monday the sixth at seven p.m. and that's going to be live on ITV4. Hopefully, by the time this pod comes out, uh, you'll you'll well you'll you'll be listening to this before the draw is made because otherwise it's just a pointless bit of news. Um, but we are ball number thirty-seven. Um, whether that matters or not, it doesn't really. Um, and those lot up the road will not be ball number 64 because uh, yes. they got beat by Harrogate. So, well done. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody said, um, oh, yeah, we want ball number 37 against ball number 64. And I said, oh, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, unfinished business with, with Harrogate Town. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew they were going to lose. <laughs> um, who do you want, Kev? Go on, let's, let's, let's make a... A guess, go on. Who are we having? Um, Harrogate Town, yeah. Is that that's what you're going with? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a 
I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to say Luton Town. Yeah, yes. I, I hope it's a, a lower league team just so we can um, get some min- minutes for some of the younger players. And 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 we want to get into the fourth round. Don't forget, we don't want to be uh, upset by a by a minnows. Um, and player and goal of the month, Kevin, for November. Mm, yes. Okay, so the the final <laughs> results are in for our play of the month competition. Um, our nominees were Oriol Romeu, Adam Armstrong, Che Adams, and Tino Livramento. And in fourth place with four percent, Adam Armstrong. Third place with seventeen percent, Oriol Romeu, and in second place, Tino Livramento with twenty six percent. Meaning that Che Adams gets an absolute majority, fifty three percent. Perfect winner of Player of the Month. Yeah, and well, well deserved. deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, I agree. Mm. The only choice. Yeah, because I mean the, the the others have been sort of running hot and cold, but Che Adams is most certainly on fire at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, goal of the month, though, we only had two in November. Mm. Um, we only had three games, though, didn't we? So, I mean, not so yeah. bad. One of them was against Liverpool as well. So, yeah, Adam Armstrong's goal against Villa took it with 74%. And you were there for it, Kevin. Yeah. Saw it. Was it. Quite, quite a strike. It was a corker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, beauty. Yeah, Adam's this one wasn't bad either. Go on to the Lone Watch then. Um, I'm not going to bother taking you through uh, Crew's games um, because Ramsey's still not been involved, so who gives a shit about Crew when he's not playing, right? Um, But we do have some good news about Jake Vokins. He's finally back on the field now. Um, We saw that he he came back and he's been, you know, a bench player, not been included, but no, he's he's been playing. He played Wednesday nights. He played the full 90 minutes and they drew 0-0 with St. Mirren. Uh, a saint, <laughs> Saint Mirren. There we go. Uh, and he picked up a booking as well, Kevin. So uh, <laughs> welcome back. Here's your yellow card. Um, and their game at uh, St Johnston, another saint, uh, was postponed on Saturday. So uh, yeah, played 90 minutes, picked up a booking, but it's good for his um, his recovery. And he's you know back in the first team football, which is good. Uh, Dan and Lindelose Lincoln. Uh, they played in their second round Papa John's Trophy game on Tuesday night. Uh, he played the full 90 minutes where they drew nil-nil with Carlisle and they lost 4-3 on penalties. Uh, Dan and Lindelou did not take a penalty. Uh, maybe he was going to take the fifth. I don't know, but uh, he didn't take one and they lost 4-3. <laughs> Saturday, he played the full 90 minutes again uh, and they lost 1-0 at home to Hartlepool. Uh, and Will Ferry's Crawley, he's still not present at the, uh, Crawley's last two games, so... No. Uh, and positions then, Kevin. This 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 mix makes good reading. <laughs> Crew are bottom of League One. Lincoln are eighteenth in League One. Crawley are nineteenth in League Two. And Ross County are bottom of the Scottish Premiership. So not good at all for the loans. Getting, most of them are getting minutes, but they're not doing very well. Well the team's not doing very well, let's put it that way. Yeah. So shame that Wooston Ferry's not uh, getting some action. The B team then, Kevin, uh, played West Brom last Sunday. Second placed West Brom. And we beat them 3-1 from 1-0 down. Get excited. That's, that's, that's fantastic. It is fantastic. They've turned it around so much. Yeah, they've, just, they've gone from being a laughing stock to playing like Man City. I don't know what it is. It's, it's been great. Uh, goals from Luke Pearce and a brace from Kazima Legby. He's on fire. Bring him up, Ralph. Bring him up. He can score some goals. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and next up, they play Stoke on Monday the 6th. That's a 4pm kickoff. And that win over West Brom actually has pushed them up to 7th in the Premier League 2 table. And they are now six points off of second place. Who would have thought that, eh? Wow. They've been buried not long ago. I know. I know. Um, the, the women's side then, Kevin. Women's FA Cup action against Ilminster Town last week. Because if you remember, they were coming off the back of that loss to Ipswich Town. Played at FA Cup action a trip to Ilminster Town, which is where, Kevin? Somerset. Uh, it's either Somerset or Warwickshire. I can't remember which one it was. There was one of them that was Somerset. <laughs> I, I was kind of banking on you getting it that time, but never mind. Um, it was a nice, easy trip for them anyway. A 7-0 away win to progress to the next round. Um, and then up next, they return to National League action against MK Dons. That's Sunday at 2pm right now, actually. Um, and Kevin, whilst we're on the women's side... Um, manager Marianne Spacey Cow was named the National League South Manager of the Month for November. Yeah, congratulations. It's good stuff. Um, right, okay, I think that is it for news, Kevin. Um, do you want to go into Leicester? Um, Ilminster is in Somerset. Well done, Kevin. Sorry. Again, I'm <laughs> fucking up. I'm fucking up for you here. Uh, yeah, you're the man. Uh, anyway, Leicester City, you up for it? Oh, Christ. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Okay, then, Wednesday night, under the lights, a cold, wet start to the evening. Uh, Midweek games haven't really been kind to us in 2021, Kevin. Losing six of seven and conceding 25 goals in the process. Ouch. Um, But 2-2 with Leicester. A fair point, I suppose, would you consider this points dropped or, or lucky to come away with one? Um, yeah, we were lucky to come away with one. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, that. that well, I mean, the, the first half performance was great, right? Oh, well, they were they were brilliant. I mean, the, the, I mean, Leicester weren't really bad, but it was just um, yeah, it was a fascinating game. It was it was really exciting, um, just end to end stuff, and you didn't and you really know where it was going at all. Um, good that we got a. A decent goal in early from unexpected, <laughs> unexpected uh, places. Um, didn't throw it away straight away, but um, came out and the, the at half time two one up. And yeah, I thought it was going to be a much bigger scoreline than um, <laughs> what we eventually ended up with. No, I agree. But I mean, when when you say that it was it was a point. Well, I mean, gained rather than lost. You think that Leicester had the better of it um, overall? You think Leicester probably should have won the game? Not that they should have won the game, but they could have won the game if um, Vardy had managed to get that shot of one-on-one with the keeper. Um, nine out of ten times, he's going to put that away because he's Jamie Vardy. He's managed to scuff that one. And um, Maka pulled up a couple of decent saves. I mean, despite him having his critics of late and even in that game he was ropey on occasion um yeah pulled off a, a couple of saves there towards the end to, to keep us in it he did and that save against um harvey barnes was world class that okay. was an excellent save um yeah so it was it was 2-2 bednarik in the third minute johnny evans grabbed the equalizer on 22 shay adams took the lead again for us with on the 34th minute and then james madison just after half time to level it, and, and that was enough. Uh, Ralph made three changes from that Liverpool loss. I guess that was expected because, I mean, the, the, the formation that we went up against um, Liverpool with. Um, so Lianco Perro and, and Breuer dropped to the bench, and Kyle Walker-Peters and the two Nathans 
back in. Uh, Gineppo was also on the bench for that one, Kev. And, I mean, I spoke to you beforehand when the team sheets were out. And I guess, I mean, if I remember what I said to you at the time, I said, I think this is the best 11 that we could possibly hope for. It was back to basics in terms of the formation. Teller mm-hmm. getting some minutes. I mean, after you gave him man of the match performance against Liverpool and just that, you know, the, the, the cameo that he had, I reckon it was probably the best 11 that we could have hoped for. Yeah. Um, I'd say those, those we were, have, it's becoming a bit of a problematic position, wasn't it? Those, um, number 10s. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think Teller and Bedman are the best choice for those. Anything but them is a concession I don't think we need to make. And, um, yeah, Adams and Armstrong. A decent forward combination. It's probably um, our number one forward uh, combination, really, isn't it? On paper. I don't know. On paper, I suppose it would be. Yeah, but I think, I think it's debatable now. Oh, it's definitely debatable now, and I'll go into that in a little bit. But um, I, I suppose I was a little bit surprised that that Bednarik started because he's been he's been getting his critics lately as well, and Lianko's been well. He's a fan favourite, isn't he? And he's. He's been playing well in patches. He's been having, you know, a bit like Maka, really, just been having those little brain farts. But but still, he, he, I, I expected Lianko to start uh, over Bednarik. But again, you know, the decision was 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 right because Bednarik scored. Yeah, I mean, not just that. I mean, I, I thought that he had a very good match, young Bednarik. And <clears throat> it would be all too easy to take a dent in the confidence after... Um, more recent performances and yeah against Liverpool, but yeah in in that Leicester match I thought I thought I thought he was great he was getting in blocks timely um yeah he had a couple of occasions where he fucked up but then cleared it up himself um but I mean looking back at the goals uh yeah um uh, it doesn't maybe reveal Bednarik in his best light. But um, despite that, I still, I still think he had a great game. Well, I mean, his best light when he scored. Yeah. <laughs> right place, right time. time. Just scrambled it in, didn't he, from the, from a corner. Really a well-worked like corner, actually, Kevin. We don't score from well-worked corners. And it was something that we would try against Brighton also. But, I mean, it, it certainly worked here. Yeah, we don't do set pieces this season at all. Do we, we don't defend them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, both the goals came from... Um, from set pieces and we seem to have been working something out in, in training about uh, taking them short and just stretching their defence that, that little bit to um, get the crosses in and be more effective that way and yeah it did, did seem to work just not yesterday because they tried it every time then as well <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah Bednarik's fourth goal for the club all coming at St Mary's as well we know what happens when Bednarik scores. Right? Well, we normally normally we lose when Bednarik scores, but not this time. So not this time the curse is broke, I suppose. It wasn't a win, but it wasn't a loss. Um, Johnny Evans equalised on the twenty second minute, Kevin, and another. Well, I was going to say it was scrappy, it wasn't it? And indeed, he had the effort, and it was parried back into the path of Evans, and he couldn't really miss from there. Um, McCarthy to blame for that one, do you think? A little bit. I think that that parry was a little bit weak. That was awful, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it does, does get to it. It was, wasn't an easy save, but he, he should have uh, made a bit more of it than that. 
Yeah, it was, it's unfortunate, but but what again? What I liked from that point, I mean, if we can see the goal quite early on, I know that Saints are going to be right at it again, and they were. We showed a lot of endeavour in this game. From you know, we took the lead, we had one peg back, disappointingly, and you know, then we took the lead again, which was which was great to see because we don't normally score uh, multiple goals at home, do we? It doesn't just doesn't hasn't been happening this season, and it was another corner, wasn't it? Another short routine, and it, it, you know, it worked again. Some lovely, lovely work from Livramento and the build-up too as well, it has to be said, to earn that corner. And Redmond puts in a delightful cross and Adams with the header. Um, it, that was his third goal in five Premier League games at that point and only getting three in his previous 15. Uh, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's only the third time all season that we've scored more than one goal in a game. Wow, multiple scoregasms. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was it, wasn't it? It was a it was a lovely little bit of uh, work from Livermento and from um, from Redmond for that goal. Yeah, and, and of course quick, Shea. Yeah, I mean quick quick one too with um, Livermento and Redmond and um, Redmond. I mean he's he's just he, when he when he's under pressure and he's, he can think quick like that, he just manages to to do the right thing a lot a lot more easily. Than when he's got the time to overthink it, and it's a bit like Gineppo, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you just don't want to give Gineppo too much time on the ball, do you? But um, <laughs> it's a, Gineppo's a strange one. Um, he's kind of in and out of the squad, and they cite personal reasons, don't they, for that one? So I'm, uh, mm. Really, really confused. But uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Redmond, and it was an absolute beauty of. Uh, a floating cross in there. From not him. much was made of that cross, as much, you know, not as much as it possibly should have been, because that was a that was a really good delivery. No, no, it was, well, I mean, when it, when it happened, I just thought, yes, get in there, Nathan. I mean, wow, I, I didn't think anything would come from it. I thought I thought it was just going to land wide, but Adams, I mean, he has to stretch really far to get his head on that. Um, and just the lightest of touches, just to direct it into the net, but. Wow. Yeah, yeah, really, 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 really clever stuff. And, um, yeah, well done. It's Carl Walker Peters who collects the ball and, um, gives it to Redmond as well. Quick, quick thinking from him. That's right, because there was a bit of a, a confusion with him and, and James Ward Prowse who's going to get the ball. I think it was James Ward Prowse anyway, but, um, Kyle Walker Peters. Romeo steps over it. Oh, it? was it Romeo? Sorry. Yeah. And he's, mm. yeah, and that's right. And Kyle Walker Peters says, no, get out of the way. I'll, I'll, you know, you've got your back to goal. I'm going forwards. Um, and, and a good, quick decision from him there, like you said, yeah. Um, but, Kevin, the question remains, still does, actually, after, even after the, the, the Brighton game, can we keep the lead? No. <laughs> Quite simply, no. No, we can't. Um, well, we kept it into the second half, at least. Uh, you know, that, that that's that's something, I suppose. But uh, the second Leicester goal, it came not long after the break, 49th minute. Um, it, I guess you could say it was a well-worked goal. It was Madison's own work. Put Livermento on the deck, not unlike um, Broya mm-hmm. did to Duffy, uh, committing, you know, he was committing to Madison and he hit one at Macca's near post. Good footwork, good hit. But Macca, I, yeah, he should be saving that. He should, well, he should have done better with it. He should have been on that post. And you, you don't give up goals like that. But he was on that post. Not enough on that post, clearly, because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, okay, but... Just the, the, start dry humping it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it might have worked. It might have worked, actually. Madison, what the fuck are you doing? But um, Madison's picked up the ball deep in his own half, and he's allowed the space, and he's allowed the time. No challenges, right? I, I, I don't want to put the blame solely at Maka because it isn't. There's a, there's a lot that could have been done to prevent him from being there. But yeah. I, I just think, you know, he could have done more with the shot as well. And we could have stopped it from happening. And, and, and the annoying thing is that Maka was really quiet throughout this game, and all he had to do was pick the ball out of the net a couple of times. That, that's what's frustrating because, because the goal, the shots that, that went in were you could put the put the blame on him. But I think up, up to the point that Leicester equalised, it would have been fair to say that we deserved the two-one lead. I think we did at that point. Yeah, and we did well to take the lead and then retake it after the Evans Evans goal. It, it was ours to lose at that point, I could say. But the point that Madison scored, you could feel it slipping away slightly. And and you know, the, the, I just think if Macker had been on that post a little bit more, and that would have taken the option away from from Madison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the, the the way he just because I mean we're running, we're pushing quite high there and um, he's got the whole of the midfield just to run through um, Romeo doesn't do anything to stop him at all and nor does Bednarik I mean, they're allowed to just sort of pass it around the um, around the box there there's, there's several occasions uh, Livermento not just not getting physical enough um Against is it Harvey Barnes? Mm-hmm. But I mean Madison getting getting back on the ball. Uh, yeah, he, like you said, he puts Livermento on the deck. Really, I mean it's not really a challenge at all. I might as well just lie down there to be honest. Um, <laughs> he just got enough time and space to get it on his right. And I, I don't know how he saw that as an opportunity because I mean I kind of looked maybe. I was thinking that maybe Maka was just um, just didn't have a good angle on it because there's a couple of players in front of him. Uh, but no, he, he can see, he can see him take the shot for right. So he, he does have the time. Yeah. This is what I'm um, saying that with McCarthy over on that post a little bit more, it would take the option yeah. away from James Madison. Madison would have to put the ball in, in, in you know low and hard into the box, and anything can happen there. But that that's his only other option at that point. But, I mean, he gets it past both Bednarik and Romelu, and it just sort of um, glides in above his ankle. He should be getting his... Um, getting his hands on it? Sh- or getting his shin straight. I mean, it would just bounce straight into the post and back. Just stand in front of that post right there, and it would have his gonads. He was, I mean, there was the, 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 the space to get it in was just, just tiny. He was, again, it's, it's a weird little goal. OK, so are you saying that there's more... You need to just put your hands up and say that was a great goal rather than uh, a bad one to concede. Um, I think it's a bad one to concede. Um, McCarthy's near post when it's just, you know, (laughs) there's just the tiniest of spaces to get it through. I mean, I don't know about goalkeeping technique. Maybe we should ask Tim about that, what, what, what he should have done in that situation. From that point, I mean... I just mentioned that you felt it could slip away, and I guess you wouldn't have been surprised if it if it did slip away because Mbardi was getting more involved, as we would see. Harvey Barnes was getting into into great positions, and he had that great chance. And that save from McCarthy was absolutely fantastic. Um, 
and I think I mentioned on the Discord, Kev, that McCarthy's probably going to be remembered in this game for those errors that led to both of those goals. But he did do some wonderful things in this game. And that save on Harvey Barnes was just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, mean, I thought it was going wide at first, but um, then on the replays you see that, oh, well, yeah, Mac has just uh, pulls off a, a master save with his fingertips to take it wide of the post. From that point, though, it was a bit sloppy, wasn't it, there? For both teams, I think, it was at yeah, that 2-2 that, that point, and there was just bad passes, there was bad tackles flying around, and yeah, Kyle Walker-Peters was, was a bit sloppy, and then that was the one that, <clears throat> Excuse me. That led to the um, the Vardy, the, the one-on-one with Maka. That was a silly, oh, yeah. silly back pass from Kyle Walker Peters, and not like him. Yeah, back pass that goes into straight into Salisu's ass. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really, really strange ones. He doesn't quite know that uh, your man's there, but Vardy's very quick spot it and he dashes straight through one-on-one. But yeah, <laughs> just just kind of scuffs it, doesn't it? Yeah. Thank God. Um, overall, though, Kevin, it was a. I, I suppose we do have to take the positives out of this. It was a very, very good first half. It just didn't do enough to keep the lead. But that's, you know, that's been the, the theme all season. And my worry is that, you know, Brendan Rodgers made the changes at the break and it worked for them. And, and Ralph didn't again. It's these half times that every other manager seems to be able to deal with, uh, you know, deal with us. We saw it against Norwich. We can't we, we can start games really well. We can eke out leads. We just can't hang on to them. It's it's almost as if he believes his plan A will be enough when it's clearly not. And, you know, other managers, every single manager, you know, that they have those halftime tweaks and, and they get back into the games and they find a way to win. I, I, I guess it's just I just have to ask the question, are we too easy to play against after halftime, Kevin? Yes. Yeah, I mean, all it took was them... Um... They brought on that uh, youngster, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, which to me sounds like some sort of student accommodation. <laughs> Dewsbury Hall, yes. Um, I thought it was. I thought that was interesting. They had to bend his name around the whole top of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, like what's his name? Valad of Hessel Haskellbank. What was his name? Yang Vinegar of Hesselink, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, he was he was um, looking quite a handful. He was okay. Yeah, he was involved in the build-up to the to the Vardy. Uh, sorry, to the uh, Madison goal. Yeah, and you think you've got to anticipate some kind of changes that Leicester um, or any team are going to make, and then bring on an early substitution to try and counter that. And he did um, bring on Broya for Teller. That was only in, in the 65th minute, though. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you're either going to make your, uh, so you're going to make your change at half time or, you know, around the 60 minute mark. And they did, they did score in the 49th minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't really fault him there. I mean, I kind of understand that if it, if it, it was clearly working up, up to that point, um, what can you do but not 
fix it if it's not broken. Not not necessarily change players, but just change the system a little bit more to shore it up a little bit, or just see how the game's unfolding. Because I just get the impression that we, you know, if it had been two two at half time, then nothing would have changed. If we'd have been losing two one, nothing would have changed. And as it were, we were winning two one. That's correct. Yeah, and nothing changed. I just don't feel like he's got that there that to to say, look, we've got the lead. Let's let's do so. Not necessarily change the players, not all the personnel. Let's just shore this lead up a little bit more, um, mm. and 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 you know, do something to to prevent that because we know that Rogers is going to make these changes. There's going to be they're going to come at us in the second half, and automatically that happened straight away, didn't it? They they went and and got the equaliser, and it's that point there that you think, well, Saints don't have enough to come back from this then because we're fucked. They're just too tired, and then by then. Ralph doesn't make his changes until late. It's it's too late for that. Yeah, and it's how they scored the equaliser as well. Um, again, we we were still um, pressing quite high up the pitch, and uh, that means that they can get behind quite easily. Um, well, again, Madison, like I say, you might as well have rolled out a red carpet across the midfield. Yeah, yeah, it's just not enough. There's just not enough work in the second half. Nathan's then Nathan Teller, Nathan Redmond. They came into the side, Kev. Uh, Teller was one that, like we've mentioned, that felt like we needed more time, and, and he got that. I'm just not sure it was a performance of note from him. I mean, he kept his place for Brighton too, which was a, you know, why why, why is he doing that? Redmond was fine. Okay, but that's it. You know, he got the, got the assist for Adams. I, I just felt there wasn't enough. Wow, well, it just didn't do enough in the game in the second half. Anyway, Teller's passing was really really poor. By the way, I don't I don't know if you've looked at his stats. But he wasn't really offering anything, and yeah, and the stats will back that up. But he was the one who got taken off in the 65th minute for Broya. But yeah, your your thoughts on the on the Nathans? I thought it was interesting about putting Teller on corners. Um, don't know if he thinks he just got a, a better left foot than Prousey, but um, or you know whether it was just to kind of throw them off a little bit. But I mean, if whatever. The idea was it seemed, seemed to have worked there. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, he was looking lively at the beginning and then just fizzled out um, after the first half an hour or so. Um, Redmond, on the other hand, I thought he was con- consistently very good. Um, OK. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, just, what, what's the word? Good, good progression. Definitely. Um, I think, like I said, I think Redmond was fine. I don't think he was great. I don't think he was poor. I just think he was fine. He was there, got the assist. Um, I just don't think in the second half he was. I just don't think he was involved enough. Teller and uh, Redmond. Adam Armstrong, Kev, is not really firing like we hoped. Played well. I guess he played himself out of the Brighton game, didn't he? In this one, uh, and I don't think he he did as much as, as Shea did. Uh, one thing you do get from him though is high energy because you know he's gonna he's just gonna put the work in and he will do what Ralph wants him to do for sure. But he only had one shot and he, he I don't think he got involved enough, especially in that second half. Do you know he had the fewest touches in the whole of the um, outfield starters as well, Adam Armstrong, yeah. which is which is a bit of a worry when you want him to score some goals. Broya needs to be starting over him. That, that that's where I'm getting at because we need goals and Broya's doing it. Adam Armstrong isn't. It's worrying, I suppose, because mm. Adam Armstrong is supposed to be our long-term solution. <laughs> Bro, you certainly front. is not. 
Breuer is going to be here for one season by the looks of things. Mm. And while we're on Breuer, you know, he only had 25 minutes against Leicester to show us something. And in in a tight, scrappy game at that point as well, it was going to be tough for him. But he, I mean, he, he ran. I mean, he finished the game with the best passing percentage. I'm convinced that he needs to be starting until further notice. It, it just, it should just be a question of who partners him up front now. Yeah, Che. Yeah, you, yeah. you're you're set on Che and and Bro. You know, you don't. You yeah, don't I like feel... the look of that. Okay, that's fine. Um, do you have any stats from this game, Kevin? Um, just the usual. Overall, um, it's, it's, it's a really even match. Uh, 15 shots in total each. Mm. Um, seven on target for us and six for Leicester. Um, we had an XG of 1.75. They had a, uh, an XG of 1.25. Um, possession, uh, they were dominant in possession, 55%. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I mean, a lot of the stats are dribbles, 14 to 12, tackles, 12 to 11, um, all show that it's quite an, um, quite an even match. Okay, so that, that just proves that a 2-2 was quite, uh, deserved for both teams. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, Leicester seemed to make them more out of, uh, less likely chances than we did. But hence, I mean, hence the XG, yeah. They've got, you know, much, more dangerous attacking players like like Vardy, like Madison, um, Barnes, Barnes, Madison, Lookman, who was I think was lucky to stay on the pitch. I mean, he mm, uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, he picked up a, a yellow card, um, and then shortly after that, he gets a, a tackle on Carl Cadenas, which um, I think he should have really been booked for. But, um, mm. Yes, the referee. Erring on the side of caution, shall we say? Uh, man of the match, Kev. Do you want me to go first? Because I know you're you're Please. struggling with this one. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. I'm going to keep it nice, brief, simple. I'm going to give it to Che because um because of his work rate. You know, he had four shots, three of them on target. He got one goal. Um, yeah, I I, I think I think Che for me, simple. I went into this being torn about whether or not um I give it to Bednarek. Or to to Redmond because I, I was impressed. I was really really glad that he was back. Um, I'm going to again slightly out of pity, um, but also because a bit direct goal is definitely a rare thing, and even rarer when we get even a point out of them. Um, I don't know, I'll give it to Yannick. Okay. This is Klaus Lundqvist, and you are listening to In That Number. We're going to move on to Brighton then. It was a, a wow, it was a bloody painful game. It was just an awful one to watch. It wasn't a great game. One-one. Um, uh, Armando Broya with a little gem uh, and a 98th minute equaliser from Neil Mope. I fucking hate that guy. I want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Kevin, what a soul destroyer that was. Hey, eh? what a way to bloody lose it. I say lose it, but just you know to lose the the, the three points right that like that. Yeah, again, and it was, it was great first half from Saints. Uh, should have had them dead and buried by half time. Didn't, couldn't close the game out. Conceded late, and again we dropped points, and it feels like a loss. 
Yeah, and like I said, a great, dreadful game. I, I just couldn't enjoy it, Kevin. And I, I think oh. I think it was the only time a home game this season where I've just felt like I didn't want to be there. It was just I just didn't feel it at all. Just not feeling anything in that game. It was just. And now Did you know. You the, into it? Even going into it, I just thought, oh god, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. And you know, it was just full of drama. It was one of those horrible games that it was like, you know, we're not playing great at the moment. Brighton aren't. They're, they're on a bit of a slide and, you know, Graham Potter's been getting a lot of stick for some reason. And now after the game, there's a Mac of fallout and it's just a full of drama and I just don't need it this time of year. So, you know, of course it is with this football club. You know, we, we'd expect nothing less. But 1-1, uh, it just, I, I hate draws, as, as you know, and to lose it like that, it was just, yeah, the the journey home was horrible. It was very very bad, and I, I just couldn't yeah I just couldn't bring myself to get get going for it. I just I just sat there mute for most of the game because it was just a bit of a blur. Um, but forget about me. <laughs> the the changes that Ralph had made then he made two. One of them was forced, of course, because Bednarik injured. Uh, he's got a calf injury from the uh, from the Leicester game. Um, Jack Stevens not quite ready to start, so he you know he got on the bench, which was nice to see. Um, Lianko back in, which. Again, uh, it was nice to see him back. Um, Adam Armstrong dropped for Broya. Great. This is exactly what I wanted again. So are you, are you happy with those changes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a, you know, much... Bearing in mind the, the injury situation, I think that's probably about the best we could we could hope for. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Redmond, Brian Adams, Ramon Woodbrass, Salisa and Yanko, Livermento and Livermento. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best parents in each of those positions, I think. Um, possibly, but I mean, I don't think that uh, Teller played well enough to, to get the start again. But then again, who would I have started over him? It certainly wouldn't have been Walcott, that's for sure. Maybe Elianusi. Um, um, yeah, I mean, he was brilliant when he came on in both matches, wasn't he? But... You know, it, it, it was a spark that we needed, right? It was somebody, somebody that can run, somebody that can do something different. But uh, Teller has done nothing in these last two games. Uh, it's always the way with Teller. He's, like, he, he's out of the team and you scream for him to start. When he starts, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do enough. If we had a broyer in the middle of the park, that would be perfect because the guy will, you know, it's something different. Someone that's going to run at you. and, and you know, missing. Stuart Armstrong. We are so missing much this season. We are, we are. It's, it's it's a shame. But yeah, you mentioned it. Another case of not being able to hang on to a lead. Another one that should have been over. A second one would have won it for us, I'm sure. Uh, and let's not forget, right, that Brighton finished the game with ten men. So this is even more gutting. Um, and when those ten minutes went up, we didn't manage the the game well at all. Uh, we just switched off and we took them for granted. And and and. It's, it's a shame because Brighton didn't look like scoring at all in that game. They had a couple of like half chances, but nothing major. Then Maka didn't really have to do anything major. Um, but yeah, when when those ten minutes went up, just when Trussard went down injured, I could see Shea was going over and having a word with Salisu. He was he was having a word with with Lianco, getting those players up and ready for it. It was like I, I was looking at thinking this is this is what we need. It's like Shea's quite a silent guy he's not really someone that you would you would see as a captain or a leader but he was doing a bloody good job there just trying to get it get his you know the players focus not that it fucking worked because of course we didn't we didn't uh switch on and what happened at the end of the game was a complete farce it was a joke it was just embarrassing and kevin we controlled the the, the pace of the game really 
uh, especially the open 20 minutes or so, because we created all the chances and we just couldn't grab that second goal. At this situation, when you're 1-0 up, you're controlling a game against Brighton. They don't look like they're going to score much. What would you do? What would you do in this situation? We're 1-0 up. You're in a winning position. How do you take advantage when you're on top? Do you go for it or do you sit back and defend? Would you roll the dice, bring on another player, try and get that second goal? Because at the moment, we're not doing that. We're not getting those goals that are taking us, you're giving us that breathing space. If you were a manager, what would you do to do that? I think, you know, we could for about an hour um, trying the same thing, trying to get second. Um but at that point, I think you need to bring on a distraction piece for uh, what streaker? Ah, uh, yeah, just um, you know, Shane Long's there uh, in the squad. Just get him to get his kit off and uh, <laughs> run around, run around the pitch. Schlong, um, Schlong, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with or without his kit on, um, you know, I, I think Long can do that. Uh, he can distract, can't he? Um, yeah. is good for it. Um, Gineppo wasn't, on the, wasn't on the bench, was he? It's no. just like, I, I just want us to take advantage of these situations when we're on top. And I, I can't help but shake the feeling that, oh, when we miss a chance and we're winning a game and we're dominating a game, it's like, this is going to come back and bite us in the ass. And it usually does. I mean, is this just at this point, is it a player mentality thing? It's like, we don't know how to defend leads. Is it Ralph's tactics? I mean, you can look at this like 71 points dropped in Ralph's reign. It has to stop. We cannot keep doing this. It's just, it's not good enough. You want to stay yeah. in this league, you can't drop points like that. You need to pick up points. When you are on top, if you, it's okay if you, if you're, you don't, you're not deserving of it. But when we are, cause we are. I mean, we were, when we were leading against Leicester, we deserved it. We were winning against Brighton, we deserved it. And we come up with nothing again. Well, I say nothing. We come up with a point when we should be having three. It's how do we change this mentality? It's got it's something's got to change. Yeah, I mean again we've got uh like for like substitutions in the eighty first and eighty fourth minute. It's too late. Uh, we, yeah, well not only is it too late, um we just need to do something, change the formation slightly and and shore it up a little bit earlier than that. Um bring off one of Shea or Breuer for Diallo, for example. And just have an absolute wall that they're, they're not going to be able to get through. We can, you know, bollock around in the midfield for the last 10 minutes, tapping it around. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brighton didn't really offer anything in, in I say, in the second half. Didn't really offer much in the first half, either. No. No, and that's what's, what's more gutting about it as well. Um, and the whole Macca situation, you know, when we had that stoppage in play for, for the Trossard injury, Ralph had the chance to change things up. He didn't do it. And um, we could have talked to Macca then. He didn't do it. Um, we switched off, you know, and yeah, he took to the 80th minute to make a change. And then he still had that one in hand by the end of the game as well. But it's, it, it the, the whole game reminds, it just, it just stinks of bad decisions throughout, not just from the manager, but from the players. And, but, you know, we started well again. And, and let's talk about something positive a little bit first, Kev, because, bro, yeah, it was a lovely goal. And it all stemmed from a poor goal kick from Sanchez. And Lianco, quickest to react. And Redmond flicks the header on, into the path of bro, yeah, And, you know, and he does the rest. And it's just, oh, it's a cool finish. And Shane Duffy's on his ass, you know, outside, <laughs> of, the, outside of the right boot. Composure. I loved it. It was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And... Yeah, deserved yeah. lead as well. 
little dummy first of all so cheeky as well and, and cool and yeah really strange technique with the outside of the right foot there to yeah well it worked didn't it because it had, had yeah. me completely like what <laughs> love <it. laughs> I, I, Kev I really really love that goal I do everything about it it was just it's just bro yeah it's yeah, such I love, a I love that nice player. if they could you know get the ball to him on the break a little bit more often um, he'd be scoring a little more often he had some chances as well, didn't he? Not just the goal, but he caused the defence problems throughout. And he led the team in XG, as you'd imagine. He had four shots and three on target. And there was another chance that he had that he just pulled wide of the post and he didn't quite connect as well as he should have done. Um, but we just couldn't find that goal for the breathing room at this point. And, you know, but Broyer was probably the most likely candidate and he was just a handful for that Brighton defence. He could have been on a hat-trick before half-time. Yeah. A couple, couple of just incredible runs. And like you said, yeah, that, that, that shot that you put wide after beating how many defenders? I don't know how many. The goal that, that uh, Brighton scored, Kevin, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, um, and, fuck me. I mean, Trossard goes down with that elbow injury. I mean, I didn't really see the challenge. I, I just thought it was his leg or something. But there was a, there was a lengthy stoppage, um, which which caused the 10 minutes of stoppage time. But in this time that you're... You know, you're regrouping. You know that you've only got minutes left. You just need to manage this game, see it out. And that was criminal from James Ward-Prowse. It was, it was awful. At this stage of the game, you need to clear it. Just hoof it up the field. Just get it out. Go towards the corner flag. Just boot it away. I don't know what he was trying to do with that. I mean, he just like passed it into the middle of the field where, I mean, you know, Brighton are committing everyone forward, right? So you know that they're going to, have to just shoot on sight and and you know if if, if James Ward Prowse had that ball 99 more times then I'm sure he would not have done the same thing with it. It was just that one time that he did. Um, he gives yeah, but he's away. just not been the same this season, really, has he? He hasn't. No, since that suspension, since his Iron Man streak has is, is gone, mm. he just seems to be a different different player. And then even before that, I mean, this season we've been criticising pretty much since the beginning of the season that you know. Whenever James Ward-Prowse steps up to take a free kick now, um, we don't really expect anything from him. Well, he had one yesterday. I didn't expect him to shoot from it, to be honest. I thought he was going to whip it in the box, but he was um, he was sure he was going to have a shot. But, you know, it was close. But, yeah, Romeo gives the free kick away. And this is the, this is the, the point, right? Mac is injured. Ralph knows he's injured. He knows he's injured. He's, he's having players taking goal kicks for him. You know, he's having discussions with Kai Walker Peters. Um, and he needs Ward Prowse to cover for him and leaves Mope. It just leaves him on side by a mile. And it's, it's just a complete fuck up in all areas, isn't it? And it's just, a, this is the way that we drop points. It's like you have to come up with more exciting ways to do it. <laughs> it's like, what else can we do to fuck things up? It's, Who's to blame for this goal, Kevin? Is it is this Maka, or is this Ralph, or is this um, just James Ward-Prowse, or is it is it Romeo for giving the free kick? Yeah, definitely. But I, I think it, it, yeah, well, we had this discussion right at the beginning of the podcast that it's an absolutely ridiculous situation that shouldn't happen. If Mac is injured, you should go off on rocket science, and then you can blame you know whoever's at fault. But yeah, as for not seeing out games. It's partly the discipline in the team and partly Ralph not being able to adapt. And um, I, I think it's unfair to say he hasn't got a plan B because, you know, you should be able to attack and defend in any game. But 
Uh, just, yeah, changing the shape and shit housing your way to a win. I mean, we've done it a couple of times this season. Mm, did it against Villa, didn't like, we? Mm. Did it against Villa, did it against Leeds, did it against Watford. Well, the Leeds um, one was different, I feel, because I don't think Leeds were ever going to score, but, the, the, you know, the, the Villa Brighton threat. They were going to fucking score, but they did. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah. Training camp to Burnley just to learn how to shit out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just so it's just so fucking bad. It's just another way to to drop points. Just they have to do it. Uh, and now we've got Macca out and Forster's out next week against Arsenal. We're gonna have you know gonna have to go Harry Lewis. He's, this could be it could be for a few weeks too as well. You know we don't we've got lots of games coming up, and this is going to be a massive massive time for Harry Lewis. It's it's you know pressure situation or what? So Lee Sue as well has got got the suspension. It's a horrible time to be playing Arsenal right now, and it's um yeah it's um it's not ideal. But um have you got any stats on this game, Kev? I believe that there were fourteen uh, shots each, uh, of which four were on target each. Mhm. And that Brighton, which I believe it had more possession. Yeah, that that does surprise me. That really does. But um, have you seen the XG in this game, Kev? Haven't no. A 1.4 each, which also wow. is very surprising, right? Because, you know, we, we spent the whole pod just saying how Saints dominated this game and, you know, they had the same amount of shots, same amount of shots on target. They weren't at their best in possession. And, you know, the keepers had to make three saves out of the four shots. And yet, you know, we're down on possession and we're level on XG. It's just a weird, weird game. And it's one one of these games, Kev, that I just want to forget about. When we do our end of season review, it's going to be like, shit, I don't remember that Brighton game. That's what I want to happen. Because- I mean, you, that, that Brighton goal was definitely coming. Um, yeah, amazing. Three, three saves each, right? Mm-hmm. And Four shots on target. Yeah. Each. One goal each. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I can remember most of um, our shots that were saved. Because it was Breyer had a couple right at the beginning. Breyer scored one, and Adams with the with the follow up also. Sanchez saved that one. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> what about um, Brighton? Oh, Trossard had a shot, didn't he? That was Trossard saved. Had one. Trossard had um, two, I believe, or was it Basuma that had one? He had a no. I know Trossard had a, had a half volley that um, uh, uh, par- he parried out for a corner, McCarthy, and I think Basuma had, had a shot as well, which was well saved by Matt Maker. Mwepu sent one straight to Maka. Mm. So there you go. Accounted for. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's, that's, your, that's your game, guys. That's it. That's all that happened. We should have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go through all this. Yeah. Controversy um, and drama. Kevin, Kevin, man of the match, mate. Yeah, I know. This one's a much, much, much easier. Uh, Breuer, every day of the week. I mean, he was just incredible. Incredible. I wouldn't go as far as to say incredible, but I, I will go as far as to say that he was the only reason I smiled yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's it. So, yeah, brilliant for me. Well, um, for the first 30 minutes, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, two points in the week. Not what we wanted or probably deserved, to be honest. I'm 14th in the table, three wins, seven draws, five losses on 16 points. But look, I mean, at least we're not Everton, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and and we've got a big game coming up next week at Arsenal. Okay, we move on to the Arsenal game next week then, and we welcome back T Bizzle, Tim. Tim, 
How are you this week? I don't know how that nickname came about, but uh, it was Kevin. Not... It was obviously Kevin. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, things are things are decent. I just got uh, Invisalign, so uh, my teeth hurt a little bit. And I have well, we wearing these for about a year. Oh, really? A year? Yeah. Well, if it helps, about Tim, a year. You don't sound like you got a lisp. You sound if, if, if it helps, clear. you sound like. If it doesn't help, you sound like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> you sound fine, Tim. It's all good. It's it's it's, it's, it's good. It's good. I was concerned about that. I, I didn't know how it was gonna how it was gonna be just overall. Anyway, yesterday. Uh, well, I, I guess we could say Wednesday, uh, point deserved Wednesday against Leicester or, you know, two points dropped. Uh, point earned, opportunity missed to go, to go ahead. But I think if you came out with the end of it and said, well, uh, we played really well against Leicester and didn't hold back ever entertaining game and it ended up being a draw. Yeah, that's, that's to be expected. Brighton yesterday, Tim, how were you feeling after that one? Oh man, that hurt. That yeah, hurt really bad. I I I I haven't felt hurt like that in a while. Watching the watching the game, watching the Southampton, uh, I just haven't felt that way. And I feel like they they had it. And Neil Malpe being the little bitch that he is came through in the He's end. He's a twat, isn't he? He's a proper dickhead. On him, him and Perez. Yeah, they'd be first against the wall. <laughs> it, it just hurt <laughs> to be able to give up. Like, um, and now you're getting so many different things coming about. Attitude is completely different. Yeah, and while we're on that, I just want to ask you, like, the, the whole Ralph uh, post-match interview with the, with the blaming of, of Maka for the injury. Where do you stand on this? Like, where, where's the blame for you? Because, I mean, Maka. He was visibly injured, right? Because he was getting Lianko to take these goal kicks for him. He was having discussions with Kai Walker-Peters. He used James Ward-Prowse to, to block the free kick. But, you know, we, we had those 10 minutes when, when Trossard went down. Ralph uh, didn't make a substitution because he said he didn't know the extent of McCarthy's injury. But he must have known at some point that, that, that something wasn't right. So where does the blame... Where do you put the blame? Would you put it on, on Maka or would you put it on, on Ralph? So being a keeper myself, the last thing you want to do is be taken out. Uh, you also feel like you're, you're responsible for being able to play. And it, there's a whole bunch of different emotions. You can have McCarthy wanting to do that, but ultimately not communicating with your manager that you are, if you are injured or that if the seriousness of it, if you feel that you cannot be a hundred percent and not go, uh, and you have a sub, that's the other key. There was a sub available. Now, if they gave up and he got injured and this was after and your third sub, then completely different story, but he has the sub available and that's on McCarthy first. And then it's on, it's secondarily on, on Ralph at that point. Yeah, it's just a it's just a horrible situation in 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 all, isn't it? Just a way another way to fuck it up. Yeah, and the problem is now is that we have two keepers that are out injured, and we don't know for the extent or how long. And we're we're literally talking about emergency loans at this point, which mm. are fun to consider or think about, and not in a in like a football manager perspective, but not as a team that you're rooting for consistently. Yeah, and on that, we, we go to Arsenal next week, and which is what you're here for. Um, 
which is Saturday, next Saturday, Saturday the 11th of December, 3pm kickoff. Um, Arsenal, of course. Nickname? The Asses. Not quite. The Gunners, the Gunners, the Spanners. The Gunners, the Gunners, yeah, we'll take that. Uh, you got any famous fans there, guys? Oh, God. Like, everybody, everybody who's something... John Chalice. Is a, yeah. John Chalice, is he, is he an Arsenal fan? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that cunt that used to be the editor of the Mirror. Yeah, you're thinking of Piers Morgan. Britain. Yeah, I didn't name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the, the cunt was was better, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else at all? I mean, I always throw in a couple of Americans in there for Tim because I, I don't know if that's um something that he cares about. But you got Matt Damon and Kevin Costner. Apparently, they're big Arsenal fans. Jay Z as well. He's a big Arsenal fan, apparently. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, Tim. Um, and we've got. Samo Farah. Is he a sir? I don't know. I've just, maybe I've just given him that, but I think he is. Yeah. I think he is, yeah. Samo Farah. Mick Jagger uh, and uh, Idris Elba, uh, Arsenal fans. But who gives a shit, right? Because, Tim, we've got, we got no Bednarik. We've got no McCarthy. We've got no Forster. We've got a rookie goalkeeper in. Uh, and probably, I don't know, if we, are we going to have a rookie, an, another goalkeeper on the bench? Who knows at this point? Um, we've got no Armstrong still. We don't know when he's back. We've got Salisu suspended. And we've got the confidence that has just been dropped after that just demoralising point against Brighton. We have to go to the Emirates and we have to play Arsenal. And let's face it, they're looking pretty good late, uh, lately. They're, they're fifth in the league at the moment. And they had a real humdinger against Man United in the week. Um so how is this one going to unfold? Because this is fucking crucial. I mean, it, it it could be Harry Lewis for a few weeks still, and we've got a lot of games in December. Yeah. Oh, man, this is not looking like the most ideal game out there. And Man United uh, beat them Arsenal on 12-2. So it was kind of a kind of a shit show of a game if you took a look at it. And it was Michael Carrick's last as caretaker. And United now are up 1-0 against uh, Crystal Palace at home. Um, so they're, it's, it's a tough, but ultimately Arsenal have been coming back, uh, back up after having been terrible for the first four or five games of the year. Um, and their formations are pretty much have been staying the same. And we've seen some stability when it comes to their lineups. You're looking at, uh, Partey, uh, Saka, ESR, all generally starting for their team. And Saka's, and then, Saka's just come back from injury, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So, and then you've got some really good additions over the last year that I think Tomiyasu is one of the most under the radar addition that he's completely solidified their right back. When they were shitting on Bellerin all that all time last year, he looks good. He just he he's just come in and he's been a no nonsense. Didn't bring any hype with him, and all of a sudden, bam, they solidified it and it's doing really well. So, and you've got even you've got Nuno Tavares who's upstaged Tierney right now, which is crazy to think about because Tierney is, I mean, there a lot of people are saying he's going to be their new captain uh, once PEA leaves. So ultimately, that and then Ramsdale, wow. Uh, he has been fantastic, mm. and many did not think that was going to be a good move coming into the year. And it's paying off. So we'll see how Leno, what looks like for Leno, but you could see him going in the summer. And wow, uh, you know, who knows? But Saka did come out against Everton, uh, or excuse me, Saka did come out against Newcastle recently, and he did play against, uh, he did play against United though. 
So we'll see what happens, and we'll see that they're going to go with their traditional 4-2-3-1. I think you're going to be looking at Ramsdale, uh, Tomiyasu, Ben White, Gabriel, and Nuno Tavares, unless Tierney, they want to rotate there. Uh, you're going to be probably looking at like Thomas Partey, Lokonga, or Odegaard uh, alongside Neil Smith Rowe, who has pretty much solidified his starting uh, starting position as well. Uh, Saka, if he can go, and PEA alongside. Uh, you're looking at like Lacazette, maybe even Martinelli coming in, and but not Pepe, who's been kind of a failed signing. What's going to be the key battle? It's Arsenal, so their movement and their fluidity. Uh, they gen- it generally catches people out especially on the counters. So whomever is on the wings, uh, that's usually going to be uh, ESR or Saka from what my expected lineup is. Uh, they're going to be the ones who are going to try and catch us out, and that to me is what scary, scares me the most. Although I do think we'll have, I mean, we'll live Mento and KWP on the wings. They might create more of a narrower approach. Um, we don't know because we've got, we'll have, what looks like our lineup being a Harry Lewis, unless it's some other, uh, some, some other, uh, goalie that we get on emergency loan. Otherwise, it's been, um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean Jack Bycroft's gonna have to come in from, from the B team, right? Mm, yeah, you'd think so. To go and tell him come on the bench. That's mm. gonna be weird. Yeah, Lewis and Bycroft. Liramento and our only, fit and capable playing backs would be Stevens and let's hope he does come back and he was on the bench so you say they'll be prepping for him. fit and capable yeah I don't know if he's if he's he's not quite match fit because if he had been he would have started against Brighton surely but you know yeah no no Bednarik no Salisu he's gonna have to come straight in isn't he with um mm-hmm. with Lianco yeah so Lianco and Stevens Kyle Walker Peters Ward Prowse, Diallo, since Romeo's out, we'll look at probably, uh, I'm gonna look at like, Elianusi and Tella then. No Redmond. Or maybe, no, 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 I'm sorry, nope, nope, never mind, I take that back. Redmond and Tella, okay. uh, and then Adams and Broya. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just concerned about Tella as well, to be honest. I don't know if, um, if Teller's done enough, he didn't do, I thought he was awful against Leicester, and I don't think he did enough against Brighton. He was the one that substituted, wasn't he, in the, in the Leicester game for Bro, yeah? Um, dare, dare I say, do we bring Walcott back in? Do we, do we bring Elianusi in from the start? Elianusi and Redmond? I don't know, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not convinced that Teller's done enough to, to, to get a start again. I could definitely see that, but I think, I think they're going to want to have some kind of continuity. And once again, that's just a, you never know. It could be, it, it's crapshoot and it could be one, you know, it could be Moy, it could be Tella, it could be, you know, Redmond, it could be some of the, any of those could be out in comparison to the rest. And what I'm just hoping Walcott doesn't start. That's all. <laughs> so with all these injuries and with all these suspensions and with all that, the, you know, the drama that's going on at the club right now, and we've got to go to Arsenal who aren't in, Bad form, let's say. What's the score going to be here then? Because it's a real difficult one to, to predict. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Saints came and, and just put in a fantastic performance and held out for a nil-nil draw, you know, or something, something like that. I, I can't see them scoring at all at the Emirates. So I think the best thing that we can do is go there and hope for a nil-nil draw. But 
I just think they're going to be a little bit too much for us with all the suspensions, all the injuries, and I just think that, you know the confidence is, is is low at the moment. So I'm going to take a two 0 Arsenal win. I'm afraid. Okay, yeah, I think all things considered, that wouldn't actually be too bad a result, really, would it? Um, uh, considering we don't have a first team goalkeeper. No Romeo as well. That's a, that's a massive loss. All of that considered, uh, I, I don't I don't think it's going to go well for us. I don't think it's going to be an enjoyable match. Please prove me wrong, but uh, I think we're going to go out and lose. I don't think we're going to score. I think we're going to lose three 0 That's a big loss. You know, yeah. Tim. Please tell me Kevin's wrong. Uh, no, I got the exact same scoreline. Three oh, uh, zero. Alex, uh, he's going three one to Arsenal. So. Everyone's going for a free Arsenal goals, um, apart from me. So yeah, three one Arsenal for Alex. Uh, and the, the wives are oh, Gemma's going nil nil, obviously. Um, and what about Marina, Kevin? Uh, Marina says two nil Arsenal. She agrees with you. Yeah, she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Abby. four uh, one. Uh, wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, and Caitlin is. This is crazy. Caitlin says 2-1 to Saints. All oh, right, yes. Someone's got to predict the Saint win, Saints win, right? Well done, Caitlin, if you're listening. I doubt you are, but yes, this is excellent. We like it. Um, yes, that is it. So uh, Arsenal next week then, Tim. Uh, thank you very much for today. Um, and we will chat with you uh, next week where we have two games to, to preview. Looking forward to it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Take care, Tim. Guys. See it. you later, mate. All right. Cheers, Bye. Bye, Tim. Hi, I'm Matt Letitia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, welcome back to Extra Time. Um, and we'll kick off the Extra Time segment with the predictions, as always. Uh, from the Leicester game, I went 2 on Leicester, you went 1-1, Tim went 1-0 Leicester, and Alex went went 2 on Leicester. Um, so, of course, it was a 2-2 draw. So the only person to pick up a point there was, was you, and you picked up two, Kevin. So that extended your lead, so... Alex at the back on six, followed by Tim on 10, me on 15, and you stonking away with it, uh, 26. Uh, yeah, nice, nice, Kevin. However, <laughs> Brighton happened since then, and I went for a 1-1 draw, which was right, by the way. Uh, you went for a 1-0 Saints win, which was very close. 98 minutes you were there. Oh, God. <laughs> Tim went for a 2-2 and Alex went for a 0-0. So everybody went for a draw but you, Kev, which means you didn't score any points, which leaves okay. the score after Brighton. Alex at the back on 8 now. Tim has moved on to 12. Me, with my correct 5 points, have moved on to 20, but you are still in the lead by 6 points on 26. So, yeah, 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 little by little. But there we go. Uh, why thoughts, Kevin? The only person to predict a draw against Leicester was... Was Gemma. Was Gemma, yeah, of yeah. course. Um, uh, scoring her two points. And uh, the only woman to predict a draw against Brighton was... Was Gemma again, was it? Was Gemma again, yeah. <laughs> um, so that she picks up four points, putting her on 14, if I understand correctly. Uh, I don't know. I haven't done any of it. But, yeah, I had her on 10, so that would be... Yeah, so, yeah, she she goes on up to 14. Uh, Abby and Caitlin still on 12, and Marina on 17. 
Perfect. Um, okay, Super Six then. There have been two rounds in the week. Uh, round 24 was won by Stephen Allen with 15 points. Uh, and round 25 was won by Kevin. Who won round 25? I, was like, I can't have won it. I was even playing. You did? I did win round 25. I got a massive 21 points on round 25, actually. Good job. Yeah, it was excellent. Um yeah, nine points off the jackpot, let me just say. Uh, but yeah, overall, Colin Carter, uh, has taken, well, I say taken, he's going to take some stop in now. 207 points, uh, for the overall lead for Colin Carter, which is brilliant. Uh, he's streaking away with it. Uh, fantasy football, Kevin? Yeah, you had a, a decent midweek, uh, haul, didn't you? I did, I did do all right in the, in the, in midweek. Yeah, 75, I think I got. Uh, yeah, Spirit of 76, that's, that's a, that's a good score. 76, um, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of similar similar players, but I... I have noticed that. that. Our midfield is very similar. But yeah, 56 just for me that that's, week. That's pretty um, good. Just above average, isn't it? Um, this week, how are you doing so far? Uh, 33, not too good. I mean, I made the right decisions with all my benches injured, so that that's good. I suppose uh, um, Gallagher's not, but um, he scored two, and I've got Cornet in, who scored one, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I think I made the right decisions with what I've got, to be honest. Yeah, I've got 39 points so far. Oh, well done. Um, Tony, Tony wasn't playing. No, he got me zero points. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, Region, uh just been subbed on. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. And he's got a yellow card. All right. Um, top of the league, still a little boast. Um, the Podders. He's got, everyone's got a similar team these days, isn't mm. Just few players. Um, top of the big league. Um, yeah, why me, why not? Dave Phillips, Harco Seminar, and Bobby Brown. Let's see how they did last week. 83 of the league leader got. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his midfields. <laughs> this uh, is on mine, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Well, thank you very much. 63 is midfield scored. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So there you are. Don't know that I can say anything more. Excellent, Kevin. Uh, Russian phrase. Uh, yes. So through sheer lack of imagination, uh, this week's Russian phrase is Bushia. 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 And what does that mean? Yeah, which means exes. Exes. Uh, that's really difficult to say. Bushia. I struggled with that one, Kevin. I'm not going to lie. Um, so uh, a reminder, then, if you appreciate what we do and you feel like you, you would like to buy us a pint, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, and you can also be a member um, and join us uh, and our tears for beers. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you can go on there and find out all the perks that, that you can get coming your way. Um, next week, Kevin, we'll be chatting the Arsenal defeat uh, and we'll be looking ahead. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there, yeah. Looking ahead to another double game week against Crystal Palace at Salhurst Park and our return home to Brentford. Two massive games the week after next. So, yes, um, until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Please. Up the Saints. Up my Southampton.
Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.